0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another great episode of the Joy of Financial Planning podcast. The topics of this podcast are a compliment to the book, Joy of Financial Planning, available in stores, including Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. Joy of Financial Planning is about the belief that we can overcome the unique economic and life challenges we face as a generation by first getting our financial house in order. In fact, we have no other choice. Now more than ever, we must grow our wealth, follow our passions, live with compassion, and find a way to achieve a personalized version of the American dream. Just as it has been in prior generations, the ideal of the American dream is being challenged, not just because of the novel coronavirus pandemic, but because of the callous murder of a fellow black man, George Floyd, that we all got to see. The example of his abuse and that of many others cuts through the core of the American dreams I have believed in all of my life. I have a persistent belief that all are created equal, worthy of respect, deserving of opportunity, and the ideals of the American dream live inside all of us. I thank you for supporting dreams, your dreams, by listening to this podcast. The purpose of this content is to educate listeners and for them to inform others. This episode is part of a series of recorded Zoominars from my Jason Howell Company YouTube channel. That's where you'll find the video versions. In my business life, my wealth management firm collaborates with many experts. Together, we transform regular investors into patriarchs and matriarchs of their families and their communities. This episode features some of that expertise. Please send your feedback to Jason at JasonHowell.com and give this episode a rating, especially on Apple Podcasts, if that's the kind of thing you do. For more about my unique brand of family wealth management, just go to jasonhowell.com. And now, can you still get a mortgage during COVID-19? Welcome, everyone. Welcome to Managing Mortgages During a Crisis. My name is Jason Howell, and I'm about to go to the waiting room to see all the folks that are coming in to join us today. We've got a great group of people coming in today to listen to a presentation, not by me, but by Vice President Pat Holland of Embrace Home Loans. Uh, He's had a busy, busy day, of course, because we're near the end of the month. Folks are trying to close and get business done get in their homes before the start of the month. So we're really excited about um, having him here and, and so appreciative that he would take the time to to join us. So once in a while, you'll see my eyes darting to the side as I look to admit folks into the room. Um, as I said, it's a very, very exciting uh, call here, conference with someone who's been doing this a while and knows actually what he's doing. So we're happy to have him. Pat, why don't you say hello? Tell us just about your day, how's it been?
1: Uh, thank you, Jason. Uh, so it, it has been a, a busy day. Um, we are well, in the mortgage business, much like the car business, at the end of the month, is try to like let's get everything closed. We have a lot of settlements for clients that are buying homes right now and um, that are uh, closing maybe a refinance that we've been working on for the last 30 days or so. And uh, I know, like, even tomorrow, I have five, I think I have five. five purchase settlements tomorrow and five on, um, on, uh, on Friday. So the activity is still there. Uh, even with what's going on in the environment around us, we are uh, still very, very busy. So it's been, you, a,
0: you a busy day. five, five closings, that's five families getting into new homes today and tomorrow uh,
1: for, uh, so five on Friday Okay, and then, uh, Well, tomorrow I have seven closings. I think three of them are purchases and four of them are refinances. Uh, Today, today's the 27th. I only have two to two closings today, but I had six yesterday.
0: Wow. It's been a busy month. Yeah, I I believe it has been a busy month. Um, And it's been a busy couple of months for you. I remember talking with you even in March about how busy you were. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Sure.
1: Um, with with interest rates absolutely going down to their all-time low, a um, person's buying power has been, uh, you know, the dollar buys more home, as well as with a refinance. If they had a interest rate that was above 3.75, above 4, etc., uh, them taking advantage of the low rates has been just an unbelievable opportunity for them to um, you know, lower their monthly payments, increase their cash flow, um, and in doing so, um, they can pay off debt. They can just save it. There's just so there's just so many avenues. So, um, but but yes, it has been a, and it's going to continue to do so. It's been very busy. It's going to continue to be busy for a while, um, and hopefully, with uh, with interest rates being low, and people being able to save or restructure their mortgages, that will actually help stimulate the economy in in a different way as well that when people have more money to spend um they either well when they have more money staying in their pockets they'll either do one or two things oh well maybe three things pay off debt uh number two they might uh spend it in the economy which is great or number three they'll maybe invest it and save uh and that's where you know mortgage planning is such a crucial part of financial planning, which is, you know, why we work so well together because it's, Absolutely. it goes, it goes hand in hand. Yeah. where And where are you now, Pat? I'm actually, I'm taking advantage of a 78 degree day. I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting on my back patio and um, I've got my, you, you can't see him, but I've got, I've got my mortgage dog right, right, right next to me hanging uh-huh. out and and we're just kind of relaxing.
0: Oh, that's great. Oh, that's great. Then what we'll do uh, um, now, i got to, <laughs> A friend of ours has said, hello, hi, Maddie, great to see you, or at least to know that you're there. Um, Well, we're going to get started here in just a couple minutes since a lot of folks have joined um, that we expected to. And the good news is, and I think a lot of our viewers are starting to recognize this now, we record these videos. Um, We, of course, are live on Facebook. And so anyone who's on Facebook can jump on and check out what we're doing. Um, But we will have this recorded and on YouTube and out to everyone again tomorrow and i'll share it with my social media pat will probably do the same so you will have access to this in case you need to jump off early um, or don't get your question in and you will most certainly have pat's information i think that's most critical for today Um, a couple of housekeeping items number one i didn't put all of you on mute um, so that gives you a little bit of freedom all right to to jump in and ask a question but should you be so shy go right ahead in the chat that's the place to ask questions After Pat goes through a very brief overview of a a few bullet points that we talked about in the newsletter, uh, we're gonna open it up for questions. This is for you, all of you who decided to come live. That's what this is for. Um, We really wanna be able to help you answer questions that are current today. And the mortgage business, the house business, all of that is incredibly current uh, these days. So please put your questions in the chat and they will get answered. All right. With that, I'm gonna go down here and uh, share the screen. That is the screen of all screens. And, uh, and now we can get to our presentation. So if you came to maximizing mortgages during a crisis, you came to the right place and we'll go for, as long as uh, as long as folks have questions, we'll go. Did you say something, Pat? Okay. No, I'm good, no, I'm, I'm fire when ready. Okay, um, great, get to our next slide. So this is Mr. Patrick Holland, our featured speaker today. I've known Pat for a number of years, probably over 10 years at this point. Um, Yes, he's a loan officer who's done great things over the years and he'll touch on some of those, Um, but he's also been a friend. Uh, We go to a networking group, see each other once a week. Um, But more than that, I teach a class at American University and part of it is mortgages. And I figure, why should I teach it? I should bring a guy like this in. Um, And that class is 8 p.m. to about 10.30, 10.50 p.m. And so it's late, on a Monday night, and Pat has come. I think what four, five, six times now, Pat, to uh, to take the class.
1: I, I think it's. I think, and it's every semester. I think we're going on three and a half years now.
0: So yeah, yeah. So that We
1: would have done the. Yeah, we would have done the fall semester if um, if uh, or the are we actually the spring semester if 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 we could have done it.
0: Yeah, I think you were able to get in and do it. You've done so many. Well, actually, you're right. We did. Yes, we yeah. did. Right. Just in time, just in time. So your your streak is alive, which is just terrific. Um, so thank you for that, Pat. Publicly, I'm happy to say that. And I also just want to say on a professional side, there are a lot of people in the mortgage business. A lot of people can get you in a mortgage. Pat can certainly do that, but he's going to do it the right way. He's going to make sure that it's part of a comprehensive financial plan, which he'll touch on some more. It's a big reason why I appreciate and I trust Pat, with my clients. And I think you'll trust the Q&A session you'll have here. And if there's more you'd like to do with him, as I said, his contact information will be available. Uh, but with that, Pat, can you tell us a little bit about Embrace Home Loans and, and why you choose to hang your shingle there? You have for years um, and maybe what they're doing during the uh, the pandemic.
1: Absolutely. So, um, and I, I appreciate the the, the warm welcome uh, and sentiments. and We've We uh, we think uh, we think and we take care about our clients uh, in an I think a moral and ethical way that um, you know it's it's not always um, appreciated but uh, but you know we we want to make sure that we're always you know do it the right way and that's that's how we kind of live live our motto credo by embrace home loans we are a direct mortgage lender Um, um, what that means is uh, our entity the only thing that we do mortgage loans for residential financing so when a client comes to us uh it is always a, has to, uh, has to do with either buying or refinancing a mortgage on a residential property um things are we are doing business on a daily basis although it being a little different right now um, we our offices are just starting to reopen um, I'm going to start going back to my office a little bit each day, come next week with uh, in accordance with our, with a rec- our local laws. Some of our other offices have opened up a little uh, sooner, uh, the ones down in Florida and everything, but you know, we are, we are 100% like we haven't skipped a beat. In fact, we've been doing more loans, more business than we ever have, um, in the last, uh, three months. And you would not have you would never know if you weren't all in our offices. Um, we are COVID ready. Um, all of our platforms are uh, digital. Uh, our clients have access to uh, secure website portals where they can upload their secure documents um, have read- and be readily available in terms of when um, checking on the statuses of everything. I mean, it's been as smooth as silk. And even before we closed our offices, our company... About 30 days prior to making the decision, we had um, the foresight to order at-home workstations for just about every employee. So if they didn't have a computer, if they didn't have the essential tools, they got them. And they were all up
0: and running in a timely manner. So it's been great. And Embrace is, it's not a bank, but you you, you still are able to do this servicing loan thing. Maybe just spend... 30 Absolutely. seconds on, on how you're able to do that.
1: Sure. So as a direct mortgage lender, uh, we do actually have a servicing portfolio as well. So some of our loans we do transfer post-closing. Um, all of the loans have to meet the minimum re- requirements by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac or the investor that we've done the loans with. Uh, once the loan is complete, um, we either will uh, um, transfer the loan to a new a new servicer or it'll remain on our servicing portfolio, uh, which our clients will be paying—you know—their monthly bill, just like a uh, a rent or anything else. Just we'll really be paying it to embrace home loans, care of our in, inside servicer. But Got it. Uh, we are, yep. So that's
0: what that's what we do. No, terrific. Thank you, Pat. Um, yep. And just as a as a point for everyone here, some folks may be new. Um, My firm is Jason Howell Company. We're a family wealth management firm. I've been around for about five years and I've got a business partner. We've been recognized in a few places that we're really proud of. Of course, we're we're most proud of having two certified financial planners as part of the team um, and then being named to Washingtonians Top Wealth Advisors just last year for the first time ever. So we're starting to make an impact in the community here in the DC area, even though we have clients outside of the area And we continue to do that, not just on the investment side, but in three areas when we go through financial plans. And one of them is doing the recommendations that most firms do. But we also have an implementation guide as our second tool so that a lot of people can go in and actually digest what can be 40 to 50 recommendations. The third thing we do, which is pretty unique to our firm, is spend some time around family governance. And and I really believe this is the sort of the next level of financial planning. It helps incorporate other professionals like Pat. Uh, when it comes to mortgages, that's a real big decision. How long do you pay it for? And what interest rate would you accept for your family? Um, but beyond that, why buy a home? What's it What's it for? What's it gonna do for your current family? What's it gonna do for the next generation of your family? All of that goes into something called a family constitution. So our clients walk away or, or stay with us with having recommendations, a guide for implementing those recommendations and then a real sort of non-financial family governance, family constitution about how to live their lives and make decisions going forward. And we believe if we can help people make decisions about their lives, then they'll be able to make the, the decisions that make their lives a lot better. So that's really why we are around. But without further ado, we're going to get into some of the questions now that we uh, promised we would have answers to with Pat and a couple others that we threw in there for good measure. Uh, so Pat, take it away. Here is your Q&A uh, that we queued up for you. And uh, the first question is in and around forbearance, since a lot of people have been asking about that. Tell us the latest and greatest.
1: Okay, so the big thing about forbearance is, and, and there are a lot of misrepresentations that are actually out there um, on social media, in the news, um even uh, I even had a client of mine just actually inquire with their servicer. They didn't ask for it. They just inquired about it. And a week later, they found out that the servicer put without even just just for even making the phone call. But forbearance is basically a, a short-term forgiveness um, on making a monthly obligation or making a monthly payment on an obligation that you have. Since we're talking about mortgages, we'll, we'll just say that obligation is a current mortgage. So forbearance uh, means, well, okay, I may not have to pay it for a predetermined time, whether it's three months, six months, nine months. But at some point, lender is going to ask for that money to be paid back. This is where you have to be very, very careful. You want to find out, well, what are the repayment terms? Is it Does it get tacked onto my loan? Does it... Uh, get repaid at the end of the three months at the end of the six end of the nine. I've heard a couple horror stories, unfortunately, that that lump sum needs to be paid back right there at the end of the three months. Well, if someone who might be out of work or may not be able to pay that mortgage, well, they're not going to have that lump sum in that three month uh, period or that six month. So you definitely want to know exactly what you're signing up for or even inquiring about. Um, but one of the good things that we just found out today, if an individual did qual- did start forbearance, but they um, and it used to be well, if you took forbearance, you weren't going to be able to refinance for a 12 month period. I've had a couple clients that actually caught up with their loan, um, their are they're current, they are now able to qualify uh, for a refinance. So you just want to make sure that before you, advantage of the situation One, do I really need it? i there, I mean, I may it may seem, um, uh, seem un American or uh, that individual is taking advantage of the situation when they haven't lost their job or they haven't had a, a a change that would allow them to do this. My, um, and, and I, I won't go into too many opinions here, but. The big thing here is this is designed for this, the forbearance is designed for individuals that have come on some type of a hard, um, and they should not feel bad for taking advantage of this hardship because, um, you know, when they need it. And I'm hoping that the right people are able to take advantage of it in, this short, in the short term.
0: And I have a question about get, that. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I had seen, I think it was maybe a week and a half ago, uh, that there there was some new communication about forbearances and that if you did take uh, this time to forbear and it was approved by your banker, then in three months or so, instead of it being the lump sum, you would go back to your mortgage, I guess, holder, if, if that's the right terminology, and they would work out something with you. It'll either be tacked on to the end of the mortgage, it may adjust your current mortgage payments, but you, you kind of have some flexibility there depending There's on- some the Okay. Absolutely.
1: So they've gone from having one repayment from to what I understand, every servicer and lender are gonna be slightly different on this. But the clients actually do have some options now. And depending upon an individual's new status, once they are like, okay, I have the ability to now either repay or make some, I would definitely educate yourself on all the options, the pros and the cons so that when, before you agree to one of the new terms that you, you know, think about, again, you, you want to make sure you edu- understand all of the uh, the options that are available before you make a decision. But once you do make that decision, I believe that it, that is it. I, I, again, I don't, I don't, um, I'm not involved with the modification side too much, um, uh, you know, and I, I haven't been on enough calls to, to give too much advice on this part. So I want to be careful uh, that I don't say the wrong thing. Um, sure. I, but just ev- obviously everybody do their own research with their own lender and their own servicer to know that you are making the right decision.
0: Okay. And that, that works. And I think that's just good advice in general. You know, you're going to provide a, a resource here for folks to ask general questions, but of course it's, it's going to be a conversation with your personal lender. We'll talk a little bit about how hard it is to qualify for a home these days. I've heard people getting, you know, employment checks on the day of closing. Is that what you're seeing too?
1: Yeah. So, it, so in terms of qualifying there are a few additional checks and balances that are going on throughout the mortgage process. The actual process hasn't changed a whole heck of a lot. There are some new guidelines that are in place, um, maybe some credit overlays that we weren't that weren't quite there um, you know, ago. Um, we prided ourselves at embrace home loans of actually having no additional overlays, meaning that in guidelines. By the investor, that we would that we may actually have some company guidelines. We followed the strict guidelines set forth by Fannie Mae, Freddie, the investor. But currently, what we've seen is okay, we now have um, to put in maybe some credit score guidelines. Uh, you know, over the past 60 days, we have seen, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jason, but the single largest. Uh, unemployment increase in a 60day period and um, uh, in, in, in our in our company in our country's history i I think I read that somewhere yeah not,
0: I mean numbers not since the Great Depression but as far as the speed I believe it's unprecedented that's okay so that's and that's
1: appreciate that individuals that are unfortunately at no fault of their own being unemployed or furloughed or laid off short term, that affects an individual's ability to repay, ATR. So that is an, uh, an abbreviation. So during the Dodd-Frank and the TRID updates in October of 2015, lenders have to stipulate and, and assess an, an ab- uh, the ability to repay any mortgage that is um, being approved for. So right now, an individual's ability to repay is questioned all the way up to the data settlement. So a couple things that what we're doing is, um, and I actually have a couple people that are on this call. Um, I appreciate them joining that are closing mortgages. I'm so happy for them on Friday. Well, today is the 27th. Tomorrow, they will be logging into their online website and attesting that they have not lost their job that their income is the same and that their hours are the same. It is a, um, and we have we uh, um, we have we have to make sure that those individuals still have the ability to read the loan. So that's one thing that's happening. A borrower's income and assets, still the same. We, we follow the guidelines of the loan that they're qualifying for. So that hasn't changed at all. If an individual is self-employed, well, there are a few new self-employment Um, requirements that we they have to have a few months more of additional um, uh, reserves in place in order to qualify because right now depending upon the industry that you're in self-employment income is down Um, we are seeing that and i hate to make a a a broad stroke there but um it it, is self-employment uh depending upon what industry that you're in not letting people in homes to do certain home improvements. Um, uh, there are, uh, you know, sales and maybe carpets. I'm just using some examples, you know, if carpet installations or HVAC services, or um, I, again, just in general, you know, they might not have the same income level 60 days ago. Now I'm happy to say that we are seeing a lot of those industries not skipping a beat. Uh, but if you're in the restaurant industry, for example, we are seeing a large amount of employee or, um, individuals in that line of work that we're seeing their income drop pretty, pretty, pretty drastically. So unfortunately those
0: individuals are, are having to jump through a few more
1: hoops right now.
0: Got it. Got it. Well, let's do this. Let's step back a little bit and, um, and let's talk about mortgages and how they fit into a financial plan. I mean, this is something, this picture we have here of you was from American University, one of the classes that you taught yep. for us. Um, and I know you like this topic, and I always appreciate when you bring it to the students. How does a mortgage fit into a financial plan overall? I mean, this is, this
1: is where I, I truly try to differentiate myself from a loan officer that is just trying to help somebody get a loan. Nothing Nothing against that. I mean, I, I, I don't. But in my big assessment, I take a holistic approach with my clients, making sure that they understand that the, that a mortgage is a liability, but the house is an asset. So you have two avenues there that we have to make sure that when we are assessing what an individual is going to be paying on a monthly basis, and we're substituting that for maybe rent that they were paying. And we want to make sure that they can still plan for the most other, the, the, the other very important items of their life, such as if they have a family, do they have education to plan for? Do they have um, daycare expenses? Do they have other debt that, that we want to make sure that we can still continue to pay off? Are we going to pay, keep planning for a vacation every year? Do we have enough insurances in place you know, to make sure that we have short-term and long-term insurances to cover any situation that might happen? I want to make sure that when a client is getting ready to buy that home, that we can still enjoy our life as we know it, that we're not going to put them in a mortgage or a plan or a house that is going to have a negative impact on their daily life. We don't want them to be called, you know, more become what we call house poor. We want to make sure that that house fits into the plan. <clears throat> excuse me. Like it's just another part of how they would be allocating their monthly after-tax take-home pay and if done correctly and if done with a plan a home is a great way to create long-term wealth if it has an already has a loan when they come to me look at one of the first questions i have is do you have a financial planner and more importantly are you actively involved in a, in a in a financial plan that I can make sure that I'm only putting mortgages as options in front of you that follow that plan? A mortgage done the right way can accelerate wealth. A mortgage done the wrong way can be that ball and chain that can prevent long-term wealth. And that's how I try to assess every plan.
0: Got it. No, that's, that's terrific. Um, well, let's get a little more detailed then. You know, one of the things that I think is really difficult, and sorry if my video is not on, yeah. um, is for people to sort of assess, you know, how do I know sort of generically how I might qualify for a loan before I go see someone like yourself? Um, tell us about the debt to income ratio requirements.
1: A uh, great question. So what I always try to uh, talk to my client before I even pull credit, just have a very open dot with them is, hey, let's talk your income and put that let's talk about the current obligation you have now more importantly how long are they going to be in place are term installment obligations or are they revolving obligations an example of a revolving obligation might be a credit card that you actively like and i'll speak for myself you know i i use my two credit cards um now i I do lots of closing gifts. I do. Um, I invest in myself for advertising and stuff. So I have revolving expenses that I put on my credit cards, but I pay them off every month. An installment loan might be a, um, a car payment that has an end date um, that might be gone in 32 months or 21 months or something like that, or a student loan that might be expiring short term. So we take a look at all of the monthly obligations that a client currently has now, and we look at what that monthly payment is, and then we also take into account what that potential mortgage payment that might be. We take those items, and that would be the the debt, and we divide that by the client's uh, monthly income. Therefore, that's what we call debt to income ratio. I personally am, and I, and some people so some people say I'm a little conservative when it comes to how aggressive somebody might be with a with a acquiring a mortgage take into consideration things that might not be on a credit report that they may have, like such as uh, childcare expenses or other obligations that might not show up on a credit report, I want to make sure that we're looking at all those items when we determine a debt-to-income ratio. Depending upon the loan type an individual might be going for, those as percent, 43%, 45%, or even higher depending upon the type of loan. But as a rule of thumb, I want to make sure that the client has
0: that mortgage without worry. Hold on a second, Pat. You kind of skipped up a little bit. I'm not sure if you're oh, sorry. maybe too far from your internet connection, Oh, sorry. <laughs> but uh, go back to uh, about two sentences.
1: Okay. So when I'm putting together that potential mortgage for that client, I want to make sure that we are, <coughs> excuse me, not putting them in a position that they cannot comfortably make that payment on a monthly basis and still take care of their other obligations, plan for retirement, plan for education, uh, plan for that family vacation. We want to make sure that we are not making a life-altering event, but a a joyous, life-changing event where now they own a home and uh, they can continue um, down that path with the security that they should not skip a beat when
0: they start getting those mortgage payments coming due on a monthly basis. So generically, like if I make $100,000, you're going to look at a percentage of that and say, you know what, all of your revolving debt payments, at least the minimum, including the mortgage need to be about a third of that. So again, conservatively,
1: I would say you should not be spending more than 35% of your of your uh, gross salary on your monthly obligations and mortgage payment, because you want to make sure that you still have the ability to pay off or to uh, properly conduct savings. That savings be whether it's 401k, whether it's investing um, in mutual funds or some type of other uh, investments that you have that you're planning for retirement, because when you have a significant mortgage payment, you are not able to take advantage of um, the other areas that you should be planning for.
0: Got it. And, and I just did the math and one day I'll be really awesome at, at switching to whiteboard. Um, really confident in doing that. I'm not so confident <laughs> right. today, but you know, $100,000 a year, that's 8,333 3, 3 a month. And 35% of that is just about $3,000. And so that would mean, you know, your mortgage and all your other revolving debt payments would need to be three thousand dollars or less. You could get a loan by somebody because some people will shove you into a loan if they can. Um, And we saw what happened with that in 2007 and eight. Um, But with Pat Holland and and other sort of reputable folks, they're going to say, you know what, if you don't if you don't have more than three thousand dollars or three thousand dollars is the limit on all your expenses revolving every month. Uh, before we would issue a loan because in part even that 8333 is a gross number it's a it's a kind of an inflated number. you have to pay taxes. you probably have a 401 k you know deduction, a health insurance deduction. so you're being even a little bit risky in some ways by even allowing for a third of your gross to be your expenses is that right?
1: Uh, I'll say that with a yes and, but it all depends on an individual's uh, position. We, I have some individuals that their income levels may not be really high, but because of some other very stable parts of their portfolio, like maybe they already have several hundreds of thousands of dollars in some other savings or other things that we might push the limits for in some individuals where it, it might be okay for some, but others. Again, yeah. that's why we don't want to, Just put everybody in that same class. We want to make sure that a mortgage is an individual obligation and an individual plan. Got it. And I take the time with client to client to client to make sure that, you know, maybe only one person is on the loan, but there's a second individual in the home that will be contributing to that payment. In that instance, I don't mind taking that person to a higher. Uh, debt to income ratio, knowing that we have those additional funds available. So every situation is, is, is different. Um, that's why a good, honest assessment
0: is needed to properly advise the client. Got it. And I've got a double barrel question for you, uh, Pat. Uh, number one, the difference between a conventional and jumbo mortgage and number two, who's that furry guy behind you?
1: Oh, do you see Tucker? Oh, he's okay. Gotcha. He went up there. So, uh, so, that is Tucker. That is my mortgage dog. He is, uh, uh, he's, uh, that's, you know, he's, he's my buddy. He doesn't leave my, I, I think he's actually getting a little warm and wants to go inside and he wants to go inside right now. So I'll probably do that in a second. But um, so talking about the different mortgages now, being that we are in the Metro DC area, we actually have three classifications of mortgages in our area. The national level for a conforming loan is five hundred and ten thousand four hundred so that whether you're in um alabama uh and or if you're in uh, south got dakota the, or if you're in virginia montana Florida. that are here today so montana yep so yep. Yeah. okay so we've got so you have a conforming loan is five hundred and ten four hundred. now in our area because we have it as this is defined by the median house um, or the median loan app, we have an area uh, in this area, we are in an area that has a, what's called a high balance conforming loan. A high balance conforming loan goes all the way up from 510, four, uh, 401 to 765,500. So if you are in that, so you can buy a $780,000 home with 5% down And still get a high balance conforming loan. Now, a jumbo loan is when your loan amount exceeds the maximum high balance conforming threshold for whichever area you live in. And you can go online and Google uh, conforming loans. You can put your zip code in. You can put your area in. And it will spit out the the conforming and the high balance conforming loan to, to get some more information on that. But a jumbo loan is a, is a loan above that threshold. And that is typically you you will have it with, you'll have to follow investor guidelines. That is a non-conforming, non-conventional loan. And now we are subject to whatever the investor guidelines are right now. Jumbo mortgages are a little harder to come by. In fact, a lot of banks and a lot of, uh, a lot of lending institutions have kind of slowed down jumbo lending in the current environment that we are. And that will be short. That'll be a short-term uh, dilemma. Um, it will come back. Um, it will come back very, very, I'm hoping very quickly. Um, and then we'll just be subject to whatever the lending guidelines are at that time. We are still doing uh, jumbo loans, um, whether it's a, an adjustable rate mortgage or a conventional Um, We still have them, but just some of the guidelines have have changed in terms of credit score requirement and down payment requirement.
0: Got it. And I guess the big point to pull from that, Pat, is if you have a conventional loan, you've got more options when it comes to working with your lenders, whereas a jumbo loan, it's typically a little more restrictive. um, So a higher balance requirement loan, more restrictive, and it's just something to consider in your plan.
1: More income, more assets and uh, more, uh, a higher credit score.
0: Yep. Got it. Okay. we're not going to keep you outside too much longer. You, you or uh, tell us your, your dog's name again. Oh, Tucker. Tucker. Yeah. Um, We don't have any questions. He's an Australian Labrador. The Australian and uh, hypoallergenic, I believe. Right. Absolutely. Uh, if you have any questions for Pat, please um, you know, speak now, forever hold your peace. Uh, you can send them in the chat. Of course, Pat's contact information is right here on the screen, uh, his email address and his phone number. For those of you who are just listening on your phone, that email address is pholland at embracehomeloans, all one word, dot com. And the phone number is 703-505-2022. Um, Pat's lived in the area how long now?
1: I moved up November of 99. So I have been a Northern Virginia resident, uh, for quite some time now, 20, 20 plus years.
0: Yeah. We're happy to have you. I, um, I had sent a couple details ahead in the newsletter about your, uh, your PGA golf escapades. And, um, I think that's coming up for you. This is the season for you in golf, isn't it?
1: I'll tell you what I would like to be able to get out of, um, Uh, I might, my skills have greatly diminished, uh, because I'm working so much and with the family obligations, but, you know, small sacrifices. I'd rather, I'd rather spend the time, uh, you know, doing with the kids or, but I'm glad that the both kids actually like getting out as long as they can drive the golf cart and they can, uh, take advantage of that and get a snack while we're out
0: there. They're both of them, uh, like to get out and play. So it's, it's good. No, that's Uh, terrific. All right, well, we haven't gotten any other questions uh, today or right at this moment. So I'll stop the share. Uh, I'll bring us back to big faces that are on the screen. Um, I just think this has been, it's been a good presentation, a good introduction to the kinds of things that you'd like to know about. If you went and sat through a first time home buyers class, of course, there's a lot more to go. Um, Pat Holland has always been a great resource for me. So please allow him to be a resource for you if you have further questions. a reminder, I'm going to record this, or this is being recorded, so I will send this out to all the folks who joined and even a handful of folks who weren't able to join today. Before we go, Pat, are there any just final remarks you have about the mortgage environment that we're in today and anyone who's planning to buy within the next six months?
1: Um, I, I would just uh, reiterate that proper planning is very key right now. Um, know your limits know your budget define a budget um and just make sure that you're educated as you get ready to go through the process um have some guardrails up in terms of price ranges for home for the homes you might be looking at but like i said the beauty right now is your dollar is buying more home than it did you know even six months ago i have some clients um a couple actually on this call right now um, and i'll you know so wave to you guys you know who you are that they bought a home at the end of December, and we're going to be refinancing them in literally in less than 30 days, because the interest rates have dropped for them enough that it makes financial sense to make the investment in another alt, uh, another another program where you can take that monthly savings that we're going to be getting from the refinance and apply it to if, if you have other debt, great, you just need to save it, fantastic. Or hey apply it to some future purchase that you're gonna make. But restructuring a mortgage that allows you flexibility to save, invest, pay off debt, increase cash flow, it, it's it's, just a, its a great time if you can take advantage of the programs that are available. And that just takes a phone call, some planning and uh, an open mind.
0: Well, oh, thank you so much, Pat Holland, Vice President of Embrace Home Loans. Everyone, you've been a wonderful audience, (laughs) although quiet. Uh, Happy to have you. Thank you for being here with us. This will be recorded. It's been brought to you by Jason Howell Company. For more information about us, just go to jasonhowell.com. And until next week, stay healthy and stay safe. Take care, Pat.
1: Thank you very much for having me, Jason.
0: You bet.